0: Hey, this is Anna Vaughn with Travel Mama Anna Vaughn, and this is our podcast. Strap in because it's about to get weird. Okay, hi everybody. It's Anna Vaughn with the Travel Mama podcast, and I'm really excited. I've been waiting to talk to this next guest today. There's been so much going on um, on my channel, both on YouTube and on social media. I've been called an anti-vaxxer a lot lately and the truth is my daughter is vaccinated so I am not sure where it came from, but it did bring up a big debate, which I know rages on all over the world about vaccination, especially with the COVID-19 vaccine just around the corner. And I decided to reach out to my network and see if I could get more information on vaccines in general. And luckily, um, my next guest today, Linda Alfaro, has reached out to me. We've been talking a lot about it. She's right now a mobile nurse for COVID-19, but she has a background as a pediatric nurse and knows quite a bit about vaccines. So here we go. Hopefully your questions will be answered today. Hey, Linda, how are you? I'm good, and you? I'm good. Where am I talking to you from? Well, I'm in New York, Long Island. Oh, cool. I didn't even know in our conversation online. I just knew that you were in the United States. So how are things up there right now? How's life for you?
1: Right now, it's very hectic, very, very busy, Um, very tired. (laughs) Um, I bet. uh, It's getting a little better. I'm not saying that it's getting better, but it's definitely getting a little better up here, but definitely cabin fever is an all-time high and you know we're we'll see what happens
0: yeah well hopefully you know they're talking about a new normal but I hope that we actually get uh, just some reprieve overall you right
1: of
0: mental health specialists in the last month for mental health month and I don't really know how we're gonna come out of this and be connected again you know, yeah. personally, but hope that, you know, I feel like there's always a way, like the human spirit seems to always find a way. So I, I believe in that and hopefully it will ring true. Yeah. But any, in our conversation about vaccines, I mean, we've talked about a lot, but I wanted to shed some light, you know, maybe for parents and other people that are, that have questions about vaccinations. My personal uh, philosophy with my daughter is that she has the same vaccinations I got in between 1979 and 1981, which was about 12 vaccines. And although there are so many more available, we just kind of stick to those. And I'm not against uh, her getting the remainder of the, I think it's like 60 something vaccinations. We just kind of take it piece by piece. I've always felt in my family, and this is not, I don't have any scientific documents. This is just what's mm-hmm. felt good for me as a parent to kind of space it out more than what is recommended in Canada and to let her get older for some vaccines that she may not need now. Also, we have vaccinated against things that other people don't use because we've traveled so much to places in the world. So I just kind of take it piece by piece, but I have as a parent found it very difficult to get good information. And I've been shamed a lot by doctors for even asking questions. Um, Luckily, like I don't care. I'm the kind of person that doesn't care if someone shames me, I just go forward. Um, But I know a lot of people are hesitant to vaccinate because they're not able to get good, good info. So I was hoping today we could talk a little bit about just vaccines in general, it's, you know, and get some more info from you. So maybe we can just start with, you know, are, do you know, like, what is the rec, like, what, what are, what's a new mom supposed to be getting for her baby? Like, what, what are the vaccines, I guess, in the States that's, that's recommended? Well, they
1: recommend, well, Hep B, right? Mm-hmm. Hep B, you get two doses. Then we have the MMR, varicella, polio um, the meningitis the tdap uh dtap when they're a baby then tdap when they're older then td once you're much older um
0: prefer, like what is
1: a dtap a dtap uh, it's like a baby version of a td and you gotta get a booster when you're about 12 to 16. You get the Tdap, and then of course, if you ever get hit by it, you know, get struck by a nail, any sort of metal, then you get a TD. If you haven't oh, gotten one, like in a-
0: the tetanus,
1: it's a tetanus. Yeah.
0: Aha, okay. My daughter has it just because I had it on. I had, it, I got my old vaccination card out and literally was like, give her these, <laughs> Yeah. but I didn't want her B for my daughter and I was unable. She's supposed to have three rounds of it. And I was unable to get her out of two because they were in packs with things like polio that I did want to vaccinate her against. Um, so why do babies get hepatitis B shots if it's sexually transmitted?
1: Because a lot of things that the baby can get, they get by hepatitis B, is sexually transmitted, but it also could be you cut your finger with a knife and then Mm -hmm. you cut that carrot and then you gave that baby a carrot. Okay, Uh that could be infected with hepatitis B. And what happens is a lot of babies put things in their mouth when, you know, especially when they're little. They could find, especially, you know, I'm not saying that they could find needles, but I mean, there's so many things that they could find that they could get it from. And also breast milk. A lot of diseases go through the breast milk. As good as breast milk is, because it's a good antibiotic, you know, that's why babies never get a fever when they're a baby. They shouldn't because the, the breast milk helps them. Um, a lot of diseases go through the breast milk.
0: Right, well, I mean, my baby definitely got fevers from vaccines when she was little. Um, And I I didn't vaccinate right away. I got my Hep B shot when I was 15 years old as in my high school and it was free in Canada. So I didn't want to give it to her because I didn't know why she didn't need it before. Like if I'm vaccinated for Hep B and I'm breastfeeding her, she can't get it from me, right? She can't get it from you,
1: correct. If you didn't get it at all, so vaccines are just something to, prever- something to prevent. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get it, right? Just like when we get the flu shot, right? It doesn't mean that you're not going to get the flu. It just means that you might get a lesser version of it. Um, so it, hypothetically, yeah, she shouldn't be getting hep B from you if you were vaccinated and you don't have hep B.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I, the Hep B shot, it's, I was always thought it was really ironic because I would love to get Hep A for her. I can't get Hep A mm-hmm. for free here in the town that I'm in. And I don't have the options in this town to pay for vaccines because Hep A, we travel a lot. I mean, I, know, I personally know five people that have gotten Hep A traveling. Nice. Like, it's nice. so easy to get it. You can get it from a straw. So I've always mm-hmm. wanted the Hep A vaccines, but not the Hep B. And I think that sort of leads me to my next question is like, what if you're a parent that doesn't want to get, I mean, what happens to me a lot when I go in is that they look at her schedule and she's like way off the schedule. And then they're like, okay, well today we're going to give her 16 vaccinations. And I'm like, oh hell no, you won't. Like six, two packs of three, that's the max I'll do in one go. And luckily like in Guatemala, they really wanted to work with me in Mexico, I was shamed here by a, a German doctor. In Canada, I am constantly having to deal with uh, medical professionals that are like, it's like this, but they can't give me enough info of why is it like that? Like, why did the vaccines change so drastically from when I was young, which was you know, 1979 and 81, I was getting 12 vaccinations, to now when there's 70 of them. Like, why did that change so much? And how come we're giving them in packs?
1: why they're why you're giving them packs i'm not sure i'm not sure i in the offices that i have worked we don't give them packs i actually did not know anything about packs until you told me about them and i you know did research on them i didn't know packs existed um i've only have known individual which i would i wouldn't give a pack either i don't have any kids um but i wouldn't recommend anybody getting a pack either um, just like any vaccine, they contain a portion of whatever, you know, disease they're trying to fight off. And yeah, it could cause a fever. Absolutely. You know, because they will get some sort of mild case. As much as, you know, doctors will say, oh, it shouldn't have a side effect. Of, of course, you're putting a disease in someone's body. They should have a side effect. It's, it's very normal. Um, why a pack? I'm not sure. I, I, again, did not know this until you told me um i've
0: never i've never had the option to get them out of a pack in any country that i've gone to in the world like they this has been the main problem is that i can get free for instance here in puerto Escondido, like it's mexico the the vaccines are free for all same in guatemala when i live there same in canada here though i have to go to the centro de salud which is like a free hospital to get my vaccines. they're only given in packs so like polio DTAP, whatever like it's all together together right and
1: whatever schedule it has to
0: be on right every time like I can't take it out and they say well we give one needle it's got all the vaccines in it and I can't do it individually when I was in San Cristobal Las Casas I my pediatrician told me that I could pay for them individually instead of getting them in packs at the free centro de salud there however and that's when I actually got her a half a shot however they were quite expensive if I was going to get the amount that were recommended to me, um, you know, even for, for me and I, I do use the, the private healthcare system here, I can afford it. And I still found it very expensive, you know, it's like racking up to, you know, if each one is 20 or $30, but you have to get 10, you know, they rack up real fast, you know, and, um, It wasn't, it definitely wasn't feasible for me to be doing that on a regular basis. So what we did was we did one pack and then I paid for some extra ones individually, but I've only been, this has been the issue is that I can't separate them out ever. And, you know, the last time my daughter was vaccinated, she was one and a half. She's behind now because the last time she was so sick, I'd never seen her that sick before. And she's never been that sick since, um, you know, she couldn't uh, walk around because her legs hurt so much. She got a pack in each, a four pack in each leg. And her fever was so high um, that she uh, actually uh, going to the back, she she was wearing diapers and she pooped and it burnt her genitals. And she got a blister from how hot it was coming out of her body. And I just thought this can't be normal. This can't be natural. Like I, I did, it's very difficult to, I want her to be vaccinated I'm not anti-vaccines but it's really difficult for me to believe what they're telling me when I'm seeing that right you know like how much information can you get from your healthcare provider like how much are they supposed to have well again coming from New York right where I work
1: um mostly when you get a shot doctors aren't aren't like you know, saying he- here, I'm giving a hepatitis B, here's a pamphlet telling you everything about it. Um, most pa- most patients have to ask for it. But by law, they, in New York, you have to have a pamphlet for each vaccine that you're giving a patient. Do you have to hand it out? No, but if a patient asks for it, it must be given. And everything is from the CDC and every January they change it. That's why you're saying 70 vaccines, I'm not sure that that's the same thing in New York because I can, like, off the top of my head, I can only recall, I think, about 10. Um, I don't know exactly what are the other, you know, because what I can remember is, like, measles, mumps, rubella, polio, uh, varicella, hepatitis, which is three. Those are, you know, obviously three shots. Polio is 5 then the DTAP. But I think it's,
0: otherwise- in total. it's the total shots, not the total vaccines.
1: Right, okay, okay. Um, so, so you do get a pamphlet and they come from the CDC. And every year in January, you know, researchers have come, like, let's say all 2020, they have researched and said, yeah, um, for 2021, we're actually going to recommend this. Just like, again, the flu shot or any other vaccines that are given every year, they go based off whatever they believe next year will hold. Um, so that's how come it changes so much from when, you know, obviously there's more diseases and things coming out, unfortunately, only, you know, we don't, we're not understanding, I don't understand why, you know, new diseases come out, but new diseases come out or mutate, and that's why there needs to be a vaccine and needs to be reconstruction of that vaccine and, you know, every January they change. Um, It could be the same as last year, you know, but every January they come up with a new list of saying for 2020 this will be the vaccine schedule, this is what we recommend kids get and the schedule they should abide by and how many dosage and what they should do
0: there. And, And the schedule, I think this is where it gets a bit sticky for people is that it seems to change a lot and I wonder... Like, I don't want my child to be a guinea pig of any sort. Um, you know what I mean? I went and- got, I, I, uh, I get it. it was, like, it seems to change too frequently. I think it's yeah, a, it's it a big should change issue, every is year.
1: That. It should change every year, honestly. Because, I mean, they're doing research every year. They're going to change it every year
0: right and that seems too frequent for me yeah personally right you know like it scares me a little bit you know i like i feel lucky that i'm here in mexico where the the approach to health is that you work with a health professional but at the end of the day you're the mother and you decide and i Mm -hmm. i like that you know i i'm asked a lot more questions here than i was in canada i've been asked oh, you don't like antibiotics? What antibiotics have you taken in the past that you did like? Maybe we can keep them, you know, what about if we did a low grade one? You know, and I like that it's a conversation here. And I have had a really good experience with Mexican doctors. But a lot of times when I say, well, what's in it? They say the vaccine. And I'm like, but what are the other things inside? Why can't I get them individually? And these questions don't seem to have Mm -hmm. answers beyond, this is how we do it. Mm -hmm. So,
1: um, best thing I could do is you could go on the CDC government website, you know, uh, that would be, of course, based off of here. And they'll tell you each vaccine and what the ingredients are and the schedule that they recommend for this year and the whole pamphlet and even side effects that the kids could get. Uh, But a lot of the information is on the CDC website.
0: Right, and the the recommendation, do they give the foundation of where their recommendation comes from? Because also like there's a lot of study that people who, um, you know, have a financial gain. What about where these come from? You know, there's a lot now with coronavirus, like now we're learning about how like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is funding a lot of things and they have their own agenda. And then I think, well, I, I'm not saying I'm pro or against their agenda, but the fact that they have one, that's going to influence these studies. And I, you know, how do we get that information? What, like, what does it say? Are we able to access the information of wh- why the studies have changed or where they come from or?
1: So they just say, all I was able to get is that they get it, um, you know, they're, they tell you the last time they, they changed that vaccine, um, why, you know, who's in charge, what scientists are working. No, couldn't get a name on that. I'll tell you that. Um, they just saying that they, they, in, they do it at the John Hopkins University. That's where they do their research and come up every January with uh,
0: what they have in them. So do you think that the best advice for parents, then, is to look it up on the CDC, maybe look it up at John, John Hopkins, and, mm-hmm. like, just go in with your information and your questions ready?
1: Yeah, definitely, you know, because if you go in there um, saying, uh, um, 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 they're going to look at you like you don't know what you're talking about. But if you go there and be like, listen, I know... I saw hepatitis B wasn't changed since, for example, June of 2016, you know, I see the ingredients, any side effects from that, you know, think, you know, look up some facts right. when, when you go to the doctor, they don't look at you funny, you know, and they, they don't know, they basically know that you know what you're talking about, and you're not trying to guess because then they could also just bullshit you and just tell you anything, you know?
0: That's sort of what I found here. I found, I've been sort of stonewalled. One of the things I always want to know about, like something that's always sort of what I, I guess two things that I've never really understood is first, why boosters? Like I didn't have any boosters when I was young. I don't know what, what is, it just to me, it sounds like one shot is three shots. Like why do we need those now? How do they work? Well,
1: you're, well, the, what happens is your body is immune to something, right? And then mm-hmm. just like anything you could, you used to like apples and now you don't like apple, apples because you grew out of them, you know, and vaccines are similar. Your body grows out of that immunity, especially because nowadays, how many people with polio do you know? You know, how many people, yeah. you don't know that many people with that, so your body is not getting that interaction to become immune to it. You're just getting that shot that you got when you were four or five, you know? And that's it. And then you'll grow out of it. You'll grow out of it, especially because your body doesn't recognize that anymore. And so that's Mm -hmm. why boosters, you know, are important because your body needs to remember, oh, that's what a polio is. That's right, I have to defend my body towards that,
0: you know? So my daughter has only had one booster that she's, like for a shot that she's supposed to have two boosters for. And she was supposed to have the second booster before two years old. And now she's three and a half. Am I supposed to go and still get her that other booster? Or is it like, doesn't matter now?
1: It doesn't matter anymore.
0: It okay. doesn't matter so anymore. So once I'm out of the schedule, I just move to the next section of the schedule. I don't need to continue to boost.
1: Yeah, because it's, it, you, you
0: lost it. You know
1: what I'm saying? And th- thank God she didn't get it, Right. So there's no reason of you going back when you're moving forward. She, You're asking to be immune to something. For example, she got it when she was six months and that was supposed to protect her, protect her until she was one. Then from one to two, it was supposed to protect her. Then she's going to get a dose once the body recognizes, oh, this is what it was. Oh, I'm getting it again. And now I'm getting it again. And that, that should be good for my body to recognize it, you know? now there's no need right. for you to get it cuz she that was supposed to protect her from 6 to 1 one year old now that she's older she, she her body already recognizes it and is healthy enough to get the booster that'll last her probably until she's 12 or 16 usually when they
0: want boosters again so if a parent wanted to wait could they still wait maybe not take the first original shot. I mean, I just think of like, when I the first year of my kid's life, like the amount of interaction she had was not a lot. <laughs> you know, she wasn't at daycare. She was on my room like 24 hours a day. I'm really healthy. I eat really healthy. We were pretty isolated in the mountains of Chiapas till she was nine months. And I think that was a big part of why I was like, I don't know if she needs all these vaccines and all these boosters, you know when we're so isolated and I just, I wanted to wait for her own body to build its own immunity, you know, without anything interfering before I started like assaulting her with, you know, two months, four months, six months, eight months. It just felt like a lot, you know?
1: But what, you you know, is there a a way that parents
0: can slow that down safely?
1: Pardon? You You have to take that into consideration. If you're not, you know, if 15 people a day is not coming to see your baby, maybe you, sh- you don't have to be pressured to do vaccines every, all the time, you know? Um, but the child cannot form immunity also if there's no exposure either. So right. um, to say, oh, she's building her own immunity, that would be very hard because she, who is she really contacting right. with polio, with hepatitis, you know, she's not getting
0: that interaction either. Um, Is there a way to slow it down? Like, I mean, if they said to me, listen, we're going to give her, let's say, Hep B. We're going to give her a Hep B shot. And in two months, we're going to give her a polio shot. And in two months after that, but it's not like that. It's like, we're going to give them 12 shots. And in two right. months, we're going to give 12 more. And that feels so, like a bit of an adult, you know? Absolutely.
1: So in, in New York, we do, when you're born, you get the hepatitis. And then mm-hmm. you basically get one round of all your shots before nine months, one round. Mm-hmm. Then you get a second round around two and a half, and then you get your third round around five, and then you don't need it until you're 16, 12 years old. And then you get one more booster right before going to college, which is the meningitis. But some people get it at 16. You know, it depends how much, you know, they're being yeah, I'm not or really- whatever.
0: I'm not really concerned about what happens to her after five as much. And I think most parents, it's like the older shots are not the ones. It's the, it's this, you know, if they get around, like it's, it's quite excessive. It's a lot more than nine shots in, in a, in a, in the first two years. It's because there's boosters on everything. You know, you're in there every two months. That's where we're, that's
1: where we're, we're a little off because I don't know exactly what they're doing down you know in central america south america you There's know doing
0: anything towns- different than they do in canada it's the same thing i was given in canada that i've been given in central america that i've been given in mexico every two months your kids has your kid has to go in for shots or boosters right. of shots
1: booster shots and that's shots a lot that feels bigger.
0: like a lot in the first year you know
1: in the first year boosters except hepatitis i haven't heard not in new york i have not heard of that before when you're old. So what are the
0: total number of shots that they should be getting in the first year? Like in according to New York? According to New York, I'll tell you right now. While you do that, I'm just gonna pause for a second. Yeah. I actually don't have Luna's vaccination card because I tried to get it last year and I don't know if you've ever tried to do anything in Mexico, but the bureaucracy is so heavy that a lot of times I just, I touch her out like I just can't do any more meetings and photocopies and pictures and bullshit and I just think I have to I have to wait on the bench for a month and come back in the game. <laughs> so that was yeah. a year ago. But this is what it looks like for what I have. It's
1: like for, no for example.
0: But she's only had the ones that are written there.
1: And what happens? They get a booster. Oh, wow. Let me, can I see so that one more
0: time? Hep B, RV, DTaP, HIV, PCV, IPC, all at two months. Then again, six, four months. Then again, six months. And this is basically what Canada has too. It's all these boosters for all these shots. Yeah, no. and as you see, as they get older, as you can see, they drop off, right? <laughs> and what I wanted to do was kind of start this and then instead of two months, wait six months and then do this and then wait six months, you know? That was my initial was I wanted to, what they wanted to do every two months, I wanted to do every six months. And at one and a half, we just stopped because I, I just I, I just felt like I got my head turned around too much. I'm not gonna get a flu shot because Because she can take the flu, so can I, and so can everyone. And if you're at risk of dying from the flu, you know, then you're at risk of dying from a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I think at some point for me, like I don't want to save every single life, every single time. For me, I believe in facing your mortality. We are mortals, we will die. It is part of life to know that death is right, is there all the time. I mean. If we were really interested in saving all the lives, we wouldn't drive cars. If we were really interested, we wouldn't let people go hungry. And we're not, we're not interested. So I'm not gonna get a shot every year. I know so many people that get sick from the flu shot and I've gotten sick. I got the chicken pox shot before I got pregnant because I've never had chicken pox and I don't have the immunity to it, a natural immunity, I've been tested and I was scared that I would get chicken pox while being pregnant, and it could seriously affect me, so I was supposed to get two shots, and I got the first one, and I was so ill for so long. I didn't get, like, ill, like a fever and a cold. It was more like I felt ill for four weeks. Like, it just didn't go away, and I got a tetanus as well, and I just decided not to go back for the second one. I just thought, screw it. I'll take my chances with the chicken poxes, you know, and I think, like, Of course, I want my daughter. Like, I would hate for her to get something like polio, and then I think, my God, I could have vaccinated her against that. Of course, I feel that way, but at the same time, when I see this shit, I'm like, is that necessary? All that? Like, what's necessary out of all this? You know? And I yeah, I consider
1: what what's high in your area. You know, Yeah, like, what what's high in your area? And sometimes you need to vaccinate. Dengue. For example, when dengue is
0: high in my area, ain't no, there's no vaccine for it. Dengue is <laughs> a problem where I live. <laughs> you know? it's like more people died this yeah. year of dengue than the amount of people total that have had coronavirus here. Like, it's hard to care. I understand that it's a problem in New York. Right. I understand that there are areas where there are outbreaks. You know, but it's hard to be on board for a vaccine for something that doesn't affect where I live, you know, like I'm not, I, for me, I will 100% not be putting this vaccine in my body. And it's not because I'm anti-vaxxer. It's because we have a rule in the family that we don't put anything new. We wait until it's been around a little while and there's been trials and they've tinkered with it. I don't want to be a Guinea pig and I don't want my daughter to be a Guinea pig. I would like to see how it is in dogs first. (laughs) I'd put it in my dog but I won't put it in my body or my daughter. And then I would go first and her second. And she's three and a half now. At five, I feel more like she can take take a shot, same as me. A little two-month-old baby, hell no. I would not be putting this in my little baby. They're developing too much. I don't know what else is in it. And that's just my gut feeling. And that's not to say that I'm... And also, at the same time, we are really healthy. I absolutely believe that if we got coronavirus COVID-19, we would be fine. Like I don't need to vaccinate because I feel confident that we can sail through it because we're so healthy. And I work hard on my health daily to keep that, you know? And and I'm not, you know, I'm not immune compromised. I'm not elderly. I don't have a respiratory problem. We're not living in a place where there's an outbreak. Like to me, I don't feel this is in our wheelhouse right now, and it's brand new, I also but you know, I don't feel that I can also deny with a doctor. You know what I mean, yeah. if that makes sense? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think the best bet that you could do is definitely go on the CDC website. The CDC website tells you a lot of information. It'll give you exact ingredients of what is in each vaccine. Um, It'll tell you everything. And you also
0: tell people that you can ask to look, right?
1: Yeah, you could go on the CDC website and type in, like, for example, you type in cdc.gov vaccines. And they'll t- give you a list and it'll tell you exactly word by word. Like, for, like I could tell you hepatitis B. Last time it was modified, 2017, it con- uh, contains yeast protein, yeast DNA, a bunch of words that only God knows what they are. I'm sure you could Google each one, but it tells you
0: word by word what each one has. So you explain what, like, about boosters and why you need so many boosters, like, does this seem like close to what you're doing? Yeah, but the thing is that
1: we're doing one dose of each, right, before Mm -hmm. nine months, and then you Mm -hmm. get a second dose at 18 months, and then you get uh-huh. a third dose at five, and then you you're done.
0: I've got three DTAPS here, two months, four months, and six months. Yeah. And then the next one is at fifteen months, year and a half. It's very very excessive. So why why is it? the success of like and 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 can it how can parents take and i, I mean i know australians it's double this yeah you know so like how is there a way because i think we don't understand like i don't understand what hib here and PC, pcv like i don't understand what these are so i don't know how to look through them and be like okay well i know it's what's they, important but i don't know how to yeah. read this Again, it would all be on the CDC website. But how do you know, like, can you, is there a way that you can cut this in half and still keep your kid protected? Like, can you go in and say, instead of three, I just want one. I would, I mean, if you're asking my
1: opinion, if I were to have kids, I would do the first dose before nine months. And then I would do a second of dose at of five.
0: I would power. do
1: one dose of right. each. One dose of each.
0: Okay. And then- do You do those, if, you were, like if I wanted to cut it in half and say, okay, I'm going to do three at three months and three at six months and three at nine, you know what I mean? Like cut well, them down that way. I
1: wouldn't, you, remember how you told me that they're packs. I wouldn't give a shot. Yeah. Of, like for example, if, like you said, there's uh, DTAP and hepatitis B and polio and MMR in one shot, I'm not doing that. I would do a Hepatitis B this Monday. Next Monday, I would do a tap. Next month, and I had pa- I had parents that did that with their kids. They came every week or every two weeks. Every two weeks, they would do one shot and they would come, you know, every two weeks or every week and they would come just for one shot, that's it, they, they would come in, get a shot, leave, come in, get a shot, leave, that's it. I had a patient that, you know, They were very concerned. Um, Their first kid, they were vaccinated. Oh, they need a shot, they need six shots today. All right, let's do six shots today. Kid comes out with autism. They were like, definitely were the shots, too many shots. Um, Second kid, we're not doing it because we don't want the kid to get autism. Fine, 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 five years old, kid gets autism. No shots given. Now they're like, okay, but now we wanna travel and it's very risky. Now they want to do shots, and
0: they
1: didn't. They did one dose of each, you
0: know? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean you're trying to- th- I mean, before coronavirus, I was thinking about going to India with Luna next year. Of course, I was going to go and consult with my pediatrician before going, depending on where we were going in India. And I also always yeah. recommend to parents to consult with a doctor on the other side, because a lot of times, like as a Canadian, for instance, you know, I was pregnant in Guatemala and I came back to Canada and I saw my doctor at one point, like my, you know, I didn't, I wasn't using the medical service in Canada anymore, but I saw my GP I grew up with because I just wanted one consult with her, you know? And she was like, well, you really got to get tested for Zika. And she went on and on about it. And I was like, why? And she was like, cause you've been living in Guatemala. And I was like, but I live in Antigua which is 1500 meters above sea level there are no zika mosquitoes there and you know i'm not she's an incredibly smart woman it's just that like north america in that area that, no and it's like she doesn't know that we're i mean you have more chances of getting zika in florida than in antigua guatemala because of the elevation But it's like, for her, she's like, Nicaragua, Guatemala, Brazil, it's all one thing, right? Like, she doesn't, because she doesn't know the minutia of the area, right? And so, same thing, like, the first time I went to India, I was told all this stuff by my Canadian doctor, and my friend said, you know what, just book a consult with an Indian doctor when you get there, and I did, and he basically told all this stuff my Canadian doctor told me, he cut it in half, he was like, half this information is only for the North, you're not going there, so you don't need to know about you know, malaria and all these things, because that's not in this part of the country. And so I recommend that a lot to parents now, like contact a ped on the other side, like have as part of your stuff you travel with. Even adults should. Yeah, find find somebody know where your sense of salute or whatever is. And I do think that's really important. And of course we would talk about vaccines if we were going to India, of course. But I think, it's hard for me to believe that she needs this much. It's just hard. And I want to basically take it down a notch. And I don't know how, because when I go to the doctor, they just say, well, this is what's recommended. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm rejecting your recommendation. (laughs) And I want an alternative plan. And it's very difficult to get one. I feel sometimes legally, they're not allowed to give me one. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I get the feeling that they're like, this is the directive that we give and we don't give alternatives. So is there a way that parents can, like what you're saying about these parents that come in every two weeks and get one, is there a way that people can get more informed in that way? Like, okay, you don't wanna do six in one shot. Here's an alternative. Is there a place that they can find that information? or how to talk to so people. You're somebody that's very open to this, yes. but there are a lot of medical professionals that just Absolutely. refuse to talk to Absolutely, it. I mean, I'll tell you that, they.
1: one of the many reasons I like pediatrics is because a lot of new mothers are very scared and we just don't know. We're raising a human being and we wanna do it as perfect as we can, you know? And we don't want to do any wrong to anybody. And, you know, a lot of things I would see was when they would ask me, you know, I want to try this, I would be very, I would be like, sure, you know, whatever. You feel comfortable, you're putting, like you said, you're putting something into someone's body. And it's at the end of the day, it's going to be your fault because you chose that for your daughter, right? And you don't want that guilt with you, right? And what happens is they would tell me, for example, I'll tell you that, that patient with autism, when we worked at that plan, the doctor was very against it, refused every minute of it. They were like, no, the kid's going to run out of out of it. I'm like, okay, but if, for example, I believe rubella, you could get it before three years old. He's five. There's no reason to get rubella. Well, what are you doing? You know, there is some vaccines, it's mm-hmm. be- because they're going to get it when they're a baby. He didn't get it. That's it. It's over with. Thank God he didn't get it. Let's move on. Right. There's no reason for you yeah. to vaccinate now when it's too late. He can't get it. There's no reason yeah. to do it. So there's no reason to push that in there. And a, more of a reason why a kid could get sick, you know? Because they, they, they will get a fever, you know, they they should actually get a fever because you're putting something in them. So um, but we're we are trained to be like this is the rule and this is what's gonna happen. But I've never, I'm also not very comfortable with, you know, if I want to know, I I, I am a nurse. I don't believe in doctors. I don't believe in doctors. I believe Mm -hmm. in you, a doctor tells me something, I will go to another doctor and see, and then I will go to, you know, sadly, either the CDC, which is, you know, a lot of our, where it comes from, medical MD, you know, things like that to tell me what am I doing? Am I doing what they're telling me to do, you know? I also look at other places and see what they're recommending. Like you're saying, you know, in Australia, they're doing two, three times that. So what's the difference? Why are we doing so different? If it's a standard thing, they should be, everybody should be doing the same amount, the same type of vaccines. And there shouldn't be a difference because everybody's the same, you know?
0: And then what about like, for instance, it's actually funny because Luna got her first set of vaccinations because we were traveling from... Mexico to Canada. And in Canada, there had been measles outbreaks. And because we were going to a completely different climate with different water and everything, I just felt that she would be more open. We were leaving our little bubble. We were going to go on an airplane. We were going to go to another culture. And we actually got the first round of vaccines because we were entering Canada. That was, you know, I was concerned that we would be leaving the germs we knew for new germs, right? Right. And uh, what about these outbreaks? Like, so Canada is a place where the majority of people are vaccinated against the measles. So I'm like, how come they have an outbreak there? Like, why are people angry at people who don't vaccinate their kids if their children have the protection? I think that's sort of... I never understood, like, why are you angry if I don't vaccinate my kid if your kid has the vaccination? Aren't they protected? Not 100%. Like, where does that come from? Uh Aha. Not
1: 100%. Vaccines are just something so you're, so, for example, if you were to get the measles, you wouldn't get a full-blown measles. You'll get 25% Uh of what normally you would get, you know? Uh Um. And especially if you didn't stay, you know, basically on track and maybe you're missing a vaccine. You know, it could, it could hurt your child too. Um, that's why, you know, that's why they would be concerned because, you know, but it's like the flu, they, it's a hit or miss, you know? Right. That type of measles that came out in 2020 might not be the same measles that came out in 1900, you know? Right. And we might still be vaccinated for that. And when the new, me- I'm sure that after that measles outbreak, they changed the vaccine maybe made right. it a bit stronger, maybe added something else to accommodate whatever measles is coming
0: because they mutate. All
1: diseases right. mutate, unfortunately. And
0: and if you have a healthy kid, you know, there's also, I've, I've heard people say, let them get the measles. Like it's 2020. We've got good healthcare now. This is not the 1800s where the measles are going to take you down, you know? And what do you think about that? Like just the natural, like, if Go you, ahead and try it out. Or do you think it's too risky? If you've ever seen
1: um, someone with the measles, you don't want your child to have the measles.
0: It okay, is, I haven't. I mean, I know we had an yes. outbreak here in the city recently, but yeah. I don't know the details of yeah. it. Yeah,
1: no, it's a very, it's a very painful, very painful disease. It's like a rash and it goes to the nerve endings and it's the most painful experience that your child will have, oh, oh, hands down. So if you could prevent that, I mean, that would, that would be ideal. Yeah, yeah, The probably your kid will be fine after, but do you really wanna put your child in that position where he, right. you know, that, that's something to think about, you know?
0: So if they were vaccinated and they got the measles, they would still have symptoms, but it wouldn't be as hard.
1: Right, they might get a little rash, they might get a little fever, might be a little aches and pain, but not being hospitalized. I saw a child, 12 years old, hospitalized uh, for four months, and then has now problem walking, you know. And the kid said he felt like he was on fire for these months. Uh, it was, it's terrible, you know. Mother didn't vaccinate him. Right. And got it from someone right. that had a very low version of the measles you know, not a full blown but Hi. their child wasn't vaccinated and um, they had it. He was 12. So he was, a, you know, a very healthy boy, old enough where, you know, he could have immunity. He could help himself, but it was, it was the most painful thing. Um, I have seen kids with, you know, measles and, you know, or kids die of hepatitis. Um, that's why, I mean, I wouldn't, would I vaccinate to the extent that they tell me, you know, like you're saying, no, I wouldn't vaccinate to that extent. But I would definitely have them have that little dosage in them, you know, make sure that they're, they have at least experience in their body. So in fact, if they do, you know, find themselves with someone that might have it, they won't experience a full blown you know, as they would if they weren't.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do. I do believe in vaccines. I do. I also believe in greed. And um, I think that there's a lot of greed in the vaccination like realm. Um, you know, I, it does feel to me a little bit like people are making money off it. And so Absolutely. therefore we're doing more. And That's I cool. like, it's hard, it's hard for me to negotiate because there's the one hand, it's like, I don't know what the real and the bullshit is, but I do believe in vaccinations. My daughter has a TB vaccine, which is the mother of all vaccinations. It's horrible. She has a big scar. I mean, as an adult, she'll have a little scar, but for her whole childish childhood, she'll have a giant scar. Yeah. Um, and so many people are like, whoa, you did the TB vaccine? Cause not very many people do it kind of in the places we've lived because a lot of the places we live, people have more money and they have more access and therefore they don't do it anymore. It's really kind of seen as a poor person's uh, vaccine now. But when we got it, we were living in Chiapas and we were going to Guatemala all the time. And we were going right over the border where the TB outbreaks are. And, you know, my doctor just said, someone just has to cough on a bus, you know, and yeah. I was just, I was just like going over the border, like everybody else, you know, I was just like right in with everyone. I wasn't separated in any way. I wasn't in a private car, nothing like that. I was taking the same bus as everybody else, you know, and we did the trip twice and then I vaccinated. We actually only ended up doing the trip one more time. And I did feel a bit like shit. I vaccinated just for that. You know, I could have rolled the dice, but, a good friend of mine gave me some fantastic advice when I was pregnant that I always think of. And she said, you gotta do what you can live with because you have right. to live with it. Right. And, and I really believe in total parental autonomy. Personally, I would not get a coronavirus vaccine in the next couple of years because I would need more evidence for myself. But I know people that will be the very first people in line and I don't fault them for it. If if that feels good to you, if you can sleep better at night right. doing that and you believe in it and you can, you know, I do believe in the power of thought too. Like if, it's, if you believe in it, yeah. it's definitely better for you than it is for me because yeah. I don't believe in it. And I do yeah. believe that you can get sick just from being, you know, be, believing that something is poison in your body. It can become yeah. poison. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I- I don't understand why people are so angry with me because I don't want to use a COVID-19 vaccine. Um, But there is a lot of anger. Like it's strange to me, this vaccination thing. I mean, people see red if they think you're an anti, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but when a lot of times people think I am because I advocate to question and I also have, I'm a hippie. I have a lot of friends that don't vaccinate. And it's never occurred to me that their children would harm my child by not vaccinating. You know, like, I, I just, I, I've never, I don't know why this debate touches people in such a aggressive place. You know, do you know, do you know anything about that? I mean, this just opinion. I mean, you,
1: you, right. You you just never know um, if, if, what if their uncle had the polio and they saw what suffering they had. And they right. don't understand why. But then again, you know, you, you've never seen anybody with a polio. How would you know how what, how would someone suffer, you know? You're doing right. no harm. You don't see anything bad. You know, you, you don't think that your child's walking around with polio, giving other people polio, you know? So then that's what happens. And these people are looking at it as, you know, the harm that could cause polio. Why would you ever try to p- p- put people in that position where they get polio, you know? Because they've seen the damage that polio can cause, you know? So a lot of people, you have to see their background. What did they see, you know? Who did they know that had some sort of, you know? And of course, once you see, for example, someone that had the measles, you want them to get all vaccines because you don't
0: know what else is, you
1: know? What else could happen? What happens with hepatitis?
0: It's kind of funny because you're saying like, if you knew their story, maybe you would change your mind. But I feel the same way about people who are pro-vaccines. I'm like, you don't know what this anti-vaxxer, why they're making those choices. Like maybe they have had two children with autism and feel that it could have been avoided. And now they're like, I'm doing it. Maybe there's somebody that just has intimate knowledge of I just wish that, that there was no money in vaccines. And then I'd love to see what the CDC says. Absolutely. You know what I mean?
1: I, I like mean if there's no money to be made, how many will we get? Uh, uh, <laughs> right. And I told you that on um, one of the things was, so the same company makes the vaccines, right? Supposedly. Yeah um Like, for example, let me tell you, like Sanofi makes polio, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you get the same, supposedly they come from the same factory, different lot number, though, which lot number means like the container that were made, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, if there was something wrong with that container, and you got that lot number, then they would come and call you and be like, "Listen, the lot number, the vaccine that you got was either bad or had something in it, so we need to keep an eye on you." So that's what the lot number means. So they're different, even though they're made in the same factory, supposedly. And for example, when we would give someone that pays for their insurance based off someone that wouldn't pay for their insurance, I couldn't. They they had them in two different refrigerators. And they look totally different, even though the same company made them. And I wasn't allowed, like, for example, if, if, let's say a Medicaid, which is not, uh, you don't pay for Medicaid here. Uh, For example, I didn't have any more polio shots for Medicaid. I was not allowed to grab one from the other refrigerator to, let's say, when I get a Medicaid, I could just replace it. But why if it's the same thing? And I always fought that. I've always thought that, why do the bottles look different? I'm not understanding that. Why do they have different boxes? Why are they different lot numbers? Uh, why yeah, can't no, I just leave it in every- This is you know,
0: what, what happens. Yeah. This also happened here. So when I had my daughter was 2016 and they had recently had a bunch of children die in Chiapas from expired vaccines being given at the free hospital, which is where the majority of Mexicans get their vaccines for free. In my town, you can't buy them. You can only get them for free. Um, Same in Guatemala, they're free. And even they give them to tourist children for free. We were there on tourist visas and we still got them for free. It's very open. You're very, you have a lot of access to vaccines for free. Um, but my doctor encouraged me to buy them privately because he said, you know, the free ones expired recently, like until that blows over, you can't trust it, you know? And of course that scared the shit out of me. And because I can, I did, but it does bring up the question of how come if you pay for them, you get the good stuff. Right. And I will, I've gone free and I've gone paid and my daughter has much Worse reaction to the free shots, and I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like I always thought that the free shots had something cheaper in them as a carrier. Like maybe you know, you're saying yeast in one, and maybe it's like I don't know, pig fat in another. You know, whatever. Like one's like more natural, and one's more chemical. That's kind of what I. Just my gut. That's just my gut. Like I don't have any. Background, I just was like, they probably put Absolutely. a cheaper solution in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, if
1: you go to the CDC website, they tell you they only give you like ingredients of hepatitis, they won't tell you based off insurance because um, to them it's made right. the or same way. Right. They, they'll tell you yeah. that this is what they have, and there's only one hepatitis B, which I could tell you for a fact they're not the same because why are they packaged differently it just to me uh, yeah it's just a box that it comes in and yes it's just a glass bottle it's in but they sh- to me there shouldn't be a difference there should not be a different lot number they should be exactly the same you're telling me they're made in the same factory that means the same batch should be coming you know they cost differently why yeah. is it cost different you know
0: i definitely know as somebody who's put a TB vaccine in my kid that for sure if white, privileged people were getting TB vaccines, that vaccination would be different. It creates a giant bubble. It takes two months, then it opens. I mean, literally like a cup this big worth of pus comes out and then it's a weeping wound for weeks. It's open and weeping for weeks. There's no way to avoid a scar. There's no, I mean, this thing is like, you have this little tiny baby and it's got a big pustule thing. For months, like I mean, it's a really bad vaccine. And so many of my friends were like, I've never seen a vaccine like that. And I'm like, Yeah, because you're white and you're from a rich country. Like they don't give these, they give these to poor people. This is a poor person vaccine, you know, and that's why it hasn't been updated since like whatever the eighteen hundreds, you know? And just from that experience, like I know that some people get better stuff than others in the world. Mm -hmm. And within those societies, people with money get better. You know, my mom's family, they got uh, vaccinated for TV when she was younger and it was through scratches. And I was like, of course you did from like, you know, an affluent country, you know, that's how they did it there. So I think that all this weighs heavy on parents. And then they do what I did, which is I just tuckered out at one and a half. I was like, I can't understand where I'm at anymore. Two doctors have yelled at me and I can't get around a system of packs. So I just give up. And for me, we're gonna revisit it when we decide to travel internationally again. You know, six months before we travel because we plan quite a bit, I'll be back there saying, can I get another Hep A shot for her? I have so many friends who've had Hep A and it just destroys your liver. Um, And I don't wanna do that to my child. And then finding out whatever she might be missing, like a tetanus or whatever for travel and depending on where we're going. But like I said, my daughter's three and a half now. You know, she's on the home stretch. This was a much bigger debate when she was under one and more fragile. And I was a scared mom who didn't know what I was doing, you know? So what do you think? What's your your main takeaway then for parents would be like, do your research in advance? Absolutely. Come to the doctor with well-researched questions so that they take you seriously and talk to you like an equal absolutely and don't be afraid to go with your gut instinct
1: yeah no that's basically absolutely. what I got from
0: you <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely and also research the area you're in you know if you're not yeah. a big traveler and you're one you know if you're in an area and you're very secluded there's no need for a lot of them you know research your area what is high demand in your area you got a lot of measles maybe do the just measles you know to right. Research where you live. Everybody's different. Everybody, you know, and it you really have to research your area to see what is recommended there.
0: Right. Okay, great. This has been really great. Linda, thank you so much. This is something that, you know, it's been really difficult to find somebody who can just talk to me about it, who's not trying to push an agenda either for or against. And our talk really helped me a lot as a parent, and I hope that this is gonna help many more people to feel more empowered by um, this information and by their own choices. So thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. No problem, I'm glad I answered all your questions. <laughs> yeah, I know, you've been great, like, thanks so much. And mm-hmm. where are you originally from, like your family? My, my
1: parents are from Honduras, Salvador and Guatemala.
0: Ah, Central American. All right. Yeah. So then you know. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Awesome. I love Central America. It's a very special place in the in the in the world. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Well have a really great day and you take care of yourself.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: Yeah, adios. <laughs> bye bye.